0: Welcome to Arbor Bridge Church's weekly podcast with your teacher, Daryl Canty. Arbor Bridge Church exists to bridge the gospel and our community by connecting people to Jesus and each other. Visit us online at arborbridgechurch.com. Let me share this story with you. Um, It was 1947, two years after uh, World War II had ended. Um, And she had uh, she had just finished speaking to a small church in a dingy basement uh, in Munich, Germany. Uh, She had come from uh, from Holland to speak to the German people with uh, the message that God forgives. And there's a message that they desperately needed at that time, uh, but could barely believe, right? In uh, that bombed out land, everything seemed to remind them uh, of what just happened you know, 24 months ago, what they had, what they had uh, kind of gone along with. Um, some people even participated in even 24 months ago. So when she spoke and told them that God forgives sins or throws our sins into the deepest ocean, it was hard for them to believe. Um, when she was finished... Uh, When she was finished, people began to leave the room silently, um, and there were never questions after messages then. Uh, No one wanted to talk, except for this time. As everyone was filing out of the basement, one person was coming toward her, one man was coming toward her, and he looked familiar. It looked familiar to her. And as he got closer, it all came rushing back to her. Um, The place was Ravensbrook and the man was one of the guards who was there, um, one of the cruelest guards in that place where her sister had died. And now he was right there in front of her. And he said to her, what a wonderful message, ma'am. What a wonderful message. And how good it is to know that our sins have been thrown into the deepest sea. And he thrust out his hand and invited her to shake it. But she froze. And all she could do is remember. All she could do is remember how cruel he had been to so many people. And remember how he had been complicit in her sister's death. and, 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 how she had, she had, she remember how she had just spoken. She had just talked so freely and wonderfully about forgiveness. But now with this man standing in front of her, she struggled to give it. And it, it seems that he did not remember her. It, it, thousands, thousands of thousands of prisoners. How, can you, how could he have remembered her? But she remembered him. She remembered him. And the man confessed, you know, he, he confessed, I was a guard at uh, Ravensbrook. I was a guard at Ravensbrook. But since then, I've become a Christian. And I know that God has forgiven me for the cruel things I did there. And then he says this, but I would like to hear it from your lips as well. And out the man's hand came again, as he asked, will you forgive me? She just stood there and she knew that her sins had to be forgiven over and over and over again. But standing there now, how could she not, how could she not forgive him? And she felt like forgiving him would be erasing her sister's death. Uh, but, and it was only a few seconds to her, but it felt like hours. Felt like Hours. because it was the most difficult decision she was ever going to have to make. The decision to forgive. And she knew she had to make the decision because Christ said, if you do not forgive others their sins, then the father won't forgive your sins. So she knew she had to. She knew that, that people who refused to forgive the Nazis' brutality only put themselves in a different kind of prison than the one they'd already been in. But all she felt was coldness and anger toward this man. But she knew that forgiveness is, can, is an act of the will. It can be an act of the will. It can, begin with a, it can begin with a decision. So she prayed. She said, Jesus, help me. Help me lift my hand. I can, I can do that much. I can lift my hand. She prayed, Holy Spirit, you supply the feeling. So with no positive feelings and many negative ones, she mechanically lifts lifts her hand to his. And when their hands touch, something rushed through her and she began to weep and she cried out, I forgive you, brother. Certainly, um, many of you may recognize this story from a woman named Corrie Timboom. Um, she's a woman who helped hide Jews during World War II, sent to concentration camp for doing, for doing that when the Nazis figured out what she was doing. Um, spent much of her time after the war Teaching people how to forgive the unforgivable, um, and so her story captures all the aspects that we 've been talking about during this series um, so like like the man we 've all sinned we 've done terrible things against God and each other, but because of Jesus Christ. God's made a way for us to find forgiveness um, and it's, it's, it's the best gift ever. It's the, it's, to say it's the best gift ever just doesn't do it. Um, it. It is the greatest gift imaginable and we just have to receive it. So once we receive his forgiveness, then we're free to turn around and offer it to each other freely, generously, the gift of forgiveness to, to the people in our lives who sinned against us. And then when we have hurt people in our lives, we can ask for their forgiveness. And no matter if it's a relatively small thing, you you get angry at someone, and in anger you say something that you shouldn't say, or if it's huge, you participate in the elimination of a whole group of people. The forgiveness of Christ... That gift is offered. And in Christ, all can be forgiven as Corey showed us. And when we forgive, we can draw close to Christ in a way that we cannot when we refuse to forgive. Corey Timboom Boom says this after shaking the man's hand. Um, just a great moment. She says, for a long moment, we grasped each other's hands. The former guard and the former prisoner, I had never, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. I had never known God's love so intensely as I did then. But even so, I realized it was not my love. I had tried and I did not have the power. It was the power of the Holy Spirit recorded in Romans 5, 5, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. She said, I never known God's love so intensely as I did then. The closeness with God that she would not have, have, have been accomplished if she did not forgive. Forgiveness has the power to bring us closer to Christ. Forgiveness has the power to bring us closer to Christ. So today we're going to talk through one more gift of forgiveness. This is the last message in the series. The gift of forgiving ourselves. Ah, much of Corey ten Boom's work after the war was directed towards the Germans, which is incredible, right? Some of whom have participated in helping Nazis do terrible things. Corrie spent time teaching the Germans to forgive themselves or to actually accept and eternalize God's forgiveness, to believe him. So let me ask you this. Again, I want you to think, pause, and think about this question. Um, let me ask you this. In our story that we began with, the Nazi guard, should he forgive himself? Should he forgive himself for what he did during the war? Well, after he's been punished, right? <laughs> or after, if he, after he's been punished and if he says the right words and he acts, if he acts sorry enough, then he should forgive himself. If he does the things, he does the things that, that, that we would say, okay, yeah, you can forgive yourself now. Or maybe, maybe for you, you're like, no way, no way. Should he forgive himself? Think about, think about what he said to Corey. Think about this. I, basically, basically what he said, he didn't say these words, but basically what he says is, I cooperated in your sister's death. But since, I, since then, I've become a Christian. And I know that God forgives me, but I want to hear it from your lips. How dare you, right? Put that, make, make that real. Make that, that's, that's happened to you. How dare you? How dare you? What would would make you think that you could ask for something like that from me? What would make you think that it's it's the right thing for you to forgive yourself? How dare? What in the world would make him think that someone who has done things as terrible and as awful as he has done should ever be forgiven? What What would make him think that? Listen to this. We sinned against him, but he didn't give us the punishment we deserved. He, his love for his followers, is as high above us as heaven is above the earth, and he has. Taken our sins away from us as far as the East is from the West. The Lord is as kind to his followers as a father is to his children. He knows all about us. Does that does that extend to Nazis? Does that extend to Nazis? Should people who sin terribly ever get forgiveness? Has He has taken away our sins as far as the East is from the West. The, the, the Nazi man got the idea that he can be forgiven from Jesus Christ, right? From the Bible. That's where he got the idea. Christ said it and he dared to believe it. He dared to believe the unbelievable that even Nazis can be forgiven. And here's why. And here's why. And this this is what he has to know. This is what he has to know. Here's why. Forgiveness is based on the atoning work of Jesus Christ on the cross and not based on how good you've been or how great you can apologize or how good how how meek and lowly you act it is based on Jesus's Jesus Christ's atoning work at the cross and nothing that we do is based on him alone. God forgives. We need to forgive others. But for us to have the peace in our hearts that we want, we must forgive ourselves or we must believe what Jesus says about forgiveness. If a member of the Nazi party said something like, I don't have any peace in my heart, would you say, good, you shouldn't. We don't, we don't care if you never have peace the rest of your life. That's your punishment. God says, I want to give you the peace that passes understanding. The peace that doesn't make any sense. The peace that says, I've got this in my past and all these terrible things I did. And now over here, I've got peace still. You know, the devil wants to say, but look at all the terrible things you said, you've done. He's like, no, no, I've got the peace that passes understanding that doesn't make sense in light of this ridiculous things that I've done. That's what God wants to give you and me. That happens when you are willing to forgive yourself. Or really, it's better said, believe what he says about forgiveness. When we've sinned and we know it, we feel shamed, we feel guilty, we feel dirty and unworthy. And those feelings are helpful only if they drive you to Christ. And after that, they are liars. If we have those feelings after that, we need to ask ourselves this question. Who will you believe? Who are you going to trust? His love for his followers is as high above us as heaven is above the earth. And he has taken our sins as far away from us as the east is from the west. But you don't feel it. But you don't feel it. So, who are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe? Do you believe, your, do you believe your feelings or do you believe Christ? Do you believe your feelings or do you believe Christ? And for those of us, for those of us who struggle with forgiving ourselves, my question for you is this. Have you ever asked the Lord to forgive you? maybe dozens of times, right? hundreds of times. So has he has he forgiven you? We like to trust what we feel more than we trust Christ, right? We like to dwell on how we feel more than we meditate on what Jesus says. And that is why we can't forgive ourselves. If we want the peace that passes understanding, we've got to begin with trusting him over ourselves so much of the second half of the bible is written by a man that jesus followers call the apostle paul so before paul becomes a jesus follower many of you guys know he's dedicated to to killing people to destroying christians in every way stood by and approved of the first christian martyr um the, the bible tells us that paul's constantly breathing out murderous threats against jesus followers and 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 then paul meets jesus paul meets jesus And his terrible sins are forgiven. And he's done awful, awful things. So instead, and he spends the rest of his life, instead of waddling, wallowing in guilt of the terrible things that he's done, he uses his past, he uses the terrible things he's done as a way to show how great the Lord is, how ridiculous he is. He says, I've got these terrible things that I've done, but the, look at how the Lord's forgiveness is. Look at what the Lord's grace is like. Let me use how awful I've been to show how great he is. Listen to this. Here's a true statement that should be accepted without question. Why is he, does he start like that? Here's a true statement that should be accepted without question. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And I'm the worst of him, but I was given mercy so that in me, Christ Jesus could show that he has patience without limit. Christ shows his patience with me, the worst of all sinners. He wanted me to be an example for those who would believe in him and have eternal life. Everyone knows what a terrible guy Paul was and Christ, Christ uses him to show just how ridiculous Ridiculously loving he is. Shows how gracious he can be. He says, I've outstained all you guys and his grace still can't be stopped. So Paul says, let me be an example that Christ can forgive the worst of you. And if he can forgive you, you must forgive yourself whether you feel it or not. Let me give you a few reasons. I'm going to be specific. And this is why you won't forgive yourself. This is why you won't forgive yourself. We don't, you, you don't believe Jesus, right? You don't believe him. You don't believe him. What you've done is too awful. Again, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. But let me just say, let me just say this. When you say... What you've done is too awful to be forgiven. What an insult. What an insult to, 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 to Christ and all he has done. And what an underestimation of he, how much he's gone through. Do you believe Jesus or not? Number two, we believe in performance-based forgiveness. This is the kind of thing that we do with each other. I've done something terrible. And so now I need to suffer until I've done enough. So I'll beat myself up until I, until I deserve forgiveness. And this is, this is why, this is why, you know, if you walk up to one of us, you ask us this, this is why we, why we think Nazis should never forgive themselves. Because what they've done is too bad. Should never happen. He could never do enough to gain forgiveness. So he should beat himself up the rest of his life. And that's not what Christ says though. That's not what Christ says. Our, and the problem, obviously, our whole lives are built on performance. Um, you get a cookie if you're good. Um, you get into good college if you get, do good in school. Um, you get a good job if you do good in the interview. And then we come to Jesus. We come to the Father. And he says, all that performance stuff, get that junk out of here. I'm not interested in how good you perform. He tells us that forgiveness doesn't work that way. We've acted like God's forgiveness depends on us, but it does not depend on us. It does not depend on us. I was just talking yesterday with, with somebody um, after, the, after uh, the memorial service I was, I was helping with. And honestly, he was, he was talking with me about the idea of when, you be, when you're converted to, to being a Christian, you've got to make sure you've said the right things and you've, done, you've gone through the right steps. And I'm like, dude, You can't perform your way into God's forgiveness. So the third reason we can't forgive ourselves is because we know we're going to sin again. In some cases, the same day. Anyone who sins and apologizes for that sin and then does the same thing again shouldn't be forgiven, right? Right? The Bible verse that we began with says this: He knows all about us. So listen to this. There's lots of times when I'm praying. So if I if, if if I get in a fight with my wife, typically what I'll do in the morning, I have like my quiet time, my spiritual time, or whatever in the morning. So I won't I won't. Resolve things at night, but then in the morning I gotta face the Lord. And I'm like, okay, and I'm I'm doing my little writing and praying, and I get feel really spiritual. I'm like, okay, I'm done with this, Lord. I'm please forgive me. I am so ready, and, and in my mind, I'm like, I'm never gonna do that again. I'm ready. I'm, I'm gonna take this this sin down. I'm not doing that sin anymore. He knows us, right? He knows. He knows you're gonna do the same forgive you you're going to do the same thing in 15 minutes I already know here's, here, here's Carrie didn't read this verse but let me bring this up to you um, This is if you sin a bunch in the same way God can't forgive you that's in the Bible right Or is this in the Bible? <clears throat> if someone sins against you in the same way, 490 times in the same day, you still have to forgive them. One of Jesus' followers said to him, Jesus, how many times shall I forgive somebody? Seven times? He said, No. Seventy times. Seven times. Same thing in the same day. Forgive. And what he's saying, what he's saying is this. God's forgiveness of our sins is all inclusive despite the frequency of our sins. That is not how forgiveness of sins is calculated. So here's what I'm asking you to do. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Here's what I'm asking you to do. And, and again, if if you don't, if you struggle with forgiving yourself, you must be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like that, that the, the let the Holy Spirit make changes in your mind. So that may mean you have got new new mental habits that you've got to put in place. You you create a create a, a forgiveness playlist. Um, you you, you watch. Um, I've got several videos that are just, and I've shared some of them with you, whether they're just based on extravagant forgiveness. Um, Maybe there are books that you need to, maybe you need to read Corey Ten Boom's book it's just extravagant forgiveness. You need to do things that help you retrain your mind about what Christ means when he says forgiveness. And then you need people. You need people to help you, to help remind you. Meet with a counselor, a friend, or a pastor. As a church family, we can walk together. Somebody to walk with you. Um, you will not change this by doing the same thing that you've always done, dwelling on your past. And if you, if you approach this casually, you'll be in the same place that you were next month and next year and 10 years from now. Wouldn't it be great this time next year for you to have done some intentional work to look back on and say, I remember that day where Daryl said, I need to start forgiving myself or believing what Christ said about forgiveness. Let me do things to make that real. And pray. Pray. So, next, next year, um, 2022, we're going to be focusing on prayer. And as I've been getting ready for this, Michael and Rex and I, our, our church leaders, as I'm talking through this, I'm realizing that I don't pray about lots of things that I want the Lord's help in. Why not? If you struggle, if you have a hard time believing what Christ says about forgiveness, begin with praying. And ask himself, Father, help me believe what you say. Ask for forgiveness and ask for the power to accept what Christ has done for you. You are forgiven. Ask for the power to accept that. And then look at look at Psalm one hundred three. Carrie read several different versions. Love that. Look at Psalm one hundred three. When you're tempted to dwell on how terrible you've been, you shift your mind to Psalm one hundred three. And it will be challenging. It will be a fight. It will be, it will be a fist fight. It will be a fist fight. When the devil knows that you're trying to make a move like that, he will try to stop you. Right? He will try to stop you from making a move. like. If he's got you in bondage, thinking I can't forgive myself, he will try to stop you. So let's plan for it. Right? Let's plan for it. We know, it, I've used this analogy before. We know that I, I call you and I say, hey, you guys, check it out. I need your help. We, this dude wants to fight me. Now you know you are walking into a fight and you might walk up in there in a different way than you would if I said, hey, would you like to come out to eat with me? Don't walk, don't, don't leave this building thinking you're going out to eat because you're not. You're going to a fight. So be Ready? Be ready. So, as we take communion together, I think it's appropriate. It's appropriate time to decide this: Who do you believe? Who do you believe? Who are you going to trust? Do you trust Christ and forgiveness that He offers from you, or do you trust yourself? Do you trust yourself, or do you trust how you feel? Let's think together on the cross of Christ and ask ourselves ourselves this question. And again, there are lots of of Christians from previous, previous generations that call this holy imagination where you sit and you imagine the cross. Imagine the detail. Stand there in front of the cross, imagine the details of that cross and then ask yourself this question. Is it enough? Is it enough? And if you won't forgive yourself, then make yourself look at Jesus in the face and say, no, it's not enough. You didn't do enough. You didn't do it. Imagine saying that to his face after all he's done for you. And I pray that that picture will be enough for you to begin trusting the work of Christ more than you trust yourself. Let me, let's pray together. Let's pray together that, that would happen. Dear Father, when the sins that I do are so vivid in my mind, such a clear picture in my mind of terrible, difficult things that I've done, it's so easy for me to trust those pictures and those ideas and those memories of things I would just pray against that, Lord. I pray that you'd bring your word to life. Yeah, I pray that you'd help me to trust it, believe it, believe it over myself. That there is absolutely no sin that I've done and no sin that I can do that will be more than your grace. Where sin increases, grace increases all the more. Do I believe that? That is what you say, do I believe that? I pray that you would help each of us to put our trust in you more than ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen.